0: G'day trendsetters, Welcome to episode 697 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg. And if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmouth.com or send me through an email, Tim at Transmooth.com. Now, um oh, also, ooh, I almost forgot. I posted a new blog on uh where it's if you if for the people that have uh, that know their lactate. Numbers uh, for bike and running you, trying to work out how you can turn that into race pace for Ironman and 70.3, uh, jump on through trainsmith.com and click on articles or blogs or whatever the menu is up there and it'd be your first one from there. Uh, anyway, I was the other day I was talking to a, a mate and he's a bodybuilder and get right into it. And we're having a bit of a chit chat, and we, which, mind you, bodybuilders they are so on it. They they've just got their systems down to an absolute art form, and they must just look at what we do in the endurance world as the wild west. I swear they do. But anyway, I was having a having a yarn with him, and he was tell um we're talking about the the peak, um the peak, you know bodybuilders in the world like the top 10 what sets them apart from you know everyone underneath them from you know to, to, from the you know top 20 all the way down to a little you know little old me who struggles to carry his swim bag into the pool every every week so it, what he was talking about was the, what sets the top 10 in the world apart at the the very best is the the gross amount of tonnage they lift in a calendar year is higher than every other person pretty well on earth, and and I ne- I thought to myself God I never thought of it like that I just you I never thought about the gross tonnage you, you would lift in a year I look I looked at you know I, I, you think you know I'm gonna hit this body part today's chest day and, and you know if you when you're a teenager every day is a chest day and bicep days but it's um you know today's you know chest day so you know we're gonna spend 45 minutes to an hour just really ho- hoeing into it and then tuesday's gonna be you know whatever it is um so that's kind of how i always thought it, and you know t- and you got to take away the word steroids out of that conversation we're, we're talking purely on lifting here which we just assume everyone's on the juice but um the it, it got me thinking about I wonder what We lift um, from a tonnage point of view uh, as as triathletes, so I I, I obviously keep track of, um, write down all the weights I I lift and stuff. So I thought I'll just have a little play around with this, and so I, I just looked at the last two weeks and added it all up into a tonnage point of view. I'm bloody. Baffled, not baffled. That's not the right word. I'm shocked on um, how much you lift per session because I would log it down. You know, calf raises, straight legged calf raises, bent legged calf raises. You know, you know the squats and sumo squats. You know, split legs. It's uh, you start adding it all up, and you, and I'll, gi- I'll give a good example. A, a quick basic round number example so let's say I'm going to do bicep curls I've picked up a big 10 kilo dumbbell which bloody doesn't sound like much but we're using nice round numbers and I'm and I'm going to grab that 10 10 kilo dumbbells and I'm just going to lift it 10 times so three times 10 so for the, for So, 3 times 10 is um, 300. So, you're, you're 300 kilos. I've just lifted on the right hand, on my right hand um, bicep. So, I'm, now I'm going to do my left hand, left bicep. So, that's now another 300. That's 600 kilos just doing biceps. 3 times 10 on 10 kilos. It's adds up real really really quick and so i was looking at the um tonnage over the last um two weeks I, on a very qu- quiet or well, a light day the lightest day in the last two weeks for me has been four thousand, you know a bit over four ton four and a half tons sorry yeah but it was my quietest day and my biggest lifting day was last we last last wednesday and that was Almost fifteen and a half tons worth of lifting, and that was legs. And um it, it, it I, if because if you had asked me what, how many tons do you reckon you would lift in a in a month? Yeah, oh, probably a couple of tons a month, maybe. <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything like that. Fair Dinkum. But anyway, it was it was interesting. It was it was a cool little um cool little way to look at it and so now I've got to track it for a little while because I like tracking crap like I've got all my stuff logged anyway time everything I lifted and stuff like that and you know whether it was band work what color the band was what did I do with it you know crab walks and stuff like that and and, um it's yeah so I, I haven't been able to quantify the band work with 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 that because that'd be just me guessing so that that's those weights um is that I calculated was literally weights lifted, but anyway um today's question comes from Ted. Who writes? uh, Now that I am six months from my now that I'm six months from my key seventy point three, I need to lose some weight and clean and really clean up my diet. What is the best way I can shed some pounds while not compromising my training? I ideally would like to lose seven to eight kilos. So um depends who you talk to it depends what type of the diet you want every dieting is one of those things where it's almost like a religion it's you know oh you carnival diet yeah high fat low carb diet you need to be on a high carb diet you need to be on the vegan diet you need yeah, it's uh, bloody good, it's all over the show uh, to me i'm not married to any one um type of diet i just i'm Whatever's going to keep you healthy, Um, you know. I, I know, I know a couple of people that are vegans, and they don't look healthy. Um So I question what they eat, the quality of food they eat. They're, they'll tell me they're vegans, but um, I. But you look at them and you think, eh, what's your what's your diet? Are you eating nothing but Oreo biscuits? It's um. You know because i can eat nothing but oreo biscuits and call myself a vegan it's you know it's that that sounds like a pretty cool gig but uh, but anyway um so you're six months out from um from your 70.3 depends does i don't know where you where you live or anything so sometimes when you're talking about seven eight kilos that's a lot but not a lot um that may just come off come out without you needing to worry too much about dieting you know you don't really may possibly don't need to be in a calorie deficient state um you you might lose that through sheer volume you know if you're coming out of winter like i am um into warmer months um you you're probably gonna naturally lose that weight through volume and you know warmer temperatures um j- just gonna generally shed off as well as looking at the quality of your food so what you what you're eating so instead of um waking up and having a big bowl of bloody i don't know fruit loops you might want to have oatmeal for instance um just trying to find a little bit better quality here and there um so what 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 alan Pittman would get all these athletes to do um is actually write down for three days we did it for got me to do it for three days a few times so we'd write down every single thing I ate and then I'd have to send it to him and he'd give notes so um, whether it was good or bad he wanted it written down and um and then you, he would add or take away stuff, saying, well, you, you can add this here or take that away there. And what he would also do when it comes to time to lose it, you know, you've you got to shed some weight here, um, he would highly recommend, um, what is it called, um, he, he'd get get the athletes to do 10 days of no no sugar, no dairy, no wheat you can have as much food as you like as much you know um he he recommend these um like get a big pile of vegetable soup going and you, so there's no need to go hungry and I'll, i would lose ki- probably a couple of kilos on that diet um 10 day over 10 days it was pretty hard and fast and you just you weren't doing nothing but eating but it was all just you. you just were eating a whole lot of quality foods um, but he would get his athletes to do that about a month out from from Ironman, from the big Ironman races, generally, and it was it would or sixteen weeks out. That was another time that he would get us to, to try and get closer to race weight before we didn't need to before we started doing specific work. Um, but as long as you're conscious about what you're eating and you're getting. Um, you know, for 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 instance, you you really want to be getting that one, you know, at least one and a half grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Well, ideally, just over two ki, two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Um, in in an ideal world, especially when we're doing the amount of training we're doing, you also want to, on the lower side if we're talking about carbs um anywhere between three three grams of carbs per kilo of body weight per day um on on the lower side for generally what we do actively um and probably on the upper side you be wouldn't want to be going over seven grams of carbs per kilo of body weight unless you're you know (laughs) you're near on doing a grand tour every day um and and then from, from there, you can, you know, if you're, you're talking about, right, I'm, I want to be on a calorie deficit, you know, be deficient, you, you, a deficit, sorry, a calorie deficit, um, choosing the right time to do that is pretty key, doing it on a recovery day um, may be okay, but you're already probably going to be less and you're probably recovering anyway, so it depends what you're doing. That day, what what depends what the training you've got that day and the training you got the next day and the day after. You you obviously don't want to compromise any of your training. So, for instance, if you've got a um, a long training day one day and then the next day is more of a recovery day, you could probably go a little bit. Um, you know, fuel your training properly, and then after it, you probably go on a bit of a deficit straight after that, because you know you'll be recovering over the the next day or so. Um, but you you also want to be careful with all this too. You don't want to be adding too many deficits in a row, unless. Um, I I know I I used to do this a, a few times where I would just be eating like a you know just eating very little foods over a few days and keeping my training i'd cut the intensity right out and just keep everything all easy and within you know i'd start this calorie restricted diet on a monday and by friday i'm at race weight sort of thing um not the best way of doing it no by far not 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 very optimal at all um but i would be, as, long as, as long as you get your protein in, as long as you're getting your training in, and as long as you're keeping an eye on the quality of the food that you're eating. Um, and if you're going to eat crap, make it very close to a hard training session but before or right after, if you're going to eat crap, and you know you're going to be eating it. Um, and, then, and I always like the idea um for for people that crave food constantly and because they're out there um you know people that are carbohydrate starved the moment they wake up they've got to eat and and they've got to be having something in their mouth until they you know it's time to go to bed is brushing your teeth constantly so it's I don't know what it is but um you go, man! I could bloody smash a chocolate bar, and you smash that chocolate bar, man! I could smash another chocolate bar, and and your problem with that is, it's hard to say no until the the packet's completely gone. So you go down, brush those teeth, and then you you've got that. You, you it's almost like a an internal reset. Um. So, but anyway, I'm gibbering along. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, Huroo.